Welcome back to Travels with Alicia. In this episode of Washington, D.C., I'll focus on the neighborhoods of Foggy Bottom and Georgetown. Let's start with Foggy Bottom. It's such a a weird, odd name, but this area was named after the smoke and fog that hovered over the industries in this low, swampy land. So where is Foggy Bottom? It's north of the Lincoln Memorial, about a little over a half a mile. So you can see it's very close to the center of D.C. It's very expensive because of how close it is, but it's a great area to live. There are a lot of bars, restaurants, coffee shops, parks. It's just a very, very um, upscale area. They have a metro station, which is really important. It's called Foggy Bottom GWU for George Washington University. The station is actually um, underneath the George Washington University Hospital. So it's really easy to, you know, get around. It's kind of the center of Foggy Bottom. And um, it's really easy to get to if you're downtown D.C. So what's there to see in this area? So one of the things is the State Department. You can actually tour part of the State Department. On the eighth floor, there are the diplomatic reception rooms. And these are among the most beautiful rooms in the world that are used for, like, official entertaining. So a lot of uh, political events happen there. Another important place in Foggy Bottom is the Kennedy Center. So when I think of the Kennedy Center, what I usually think of is they usually give Lifetime Achievement Awards to musicians, and you may have seen this on TV, where they'll have current or um, icons of the day kind of redoing the songs to honor these um, these musicians that are receiving their awards. But actually, the Kennedy Center has so much going on. They are the nation's busiest performing arts center. They host about 2,000 events a year. So it's not just one stage. The Kennedy Center has multiple performing arts venues. They have, they have comedy, ballet, hip-hop, jazz, um, opera, you name it, it takes place at the Kennedy Center. They also have many free shows. So if you're going to be in the area, you can always look up to see what's going on. Whether it's a ticketed event or free, you may be able to get in to see it. They have an amazing rooftop terrace. Um, It's a very highly rated restaurant, and you get great views of the Potomac and the city. So that would be definitely worth doing. One of the most famous things about Foggy Bottom is the Watergate Complex. The apartments opened there in 1965, and then a hotel opened in 1967. And back in this time, this was like a huge hotspot for actors, models. They were hobnobbing with the senators and the Supreme Court justices. This was really a place to be seen. And this is where the Watergate scandal took place. And if you're really not familiar with this, because I know it's a long time ago, there is the movie All the President's Men. And there's another movie called The Final Days. Both of these movies are kind of telling the story of the Watergate scandal. So that would be interesting if you're coming to this area. Um, You can actually go, the Watergate Hotel is a five-star hotel. I actually stayed there less than a year ago with my sister and a friend, and we did a girls' spa weekend. It's a five-star hotel, and they have one of the best spas in Washington, D.C. It's called 
the Argenta Spa, and um, it was wonderful. So we picked this hotel not because of the Watergate scandal and, and the history. We we picked this hotel because it was an amazing price at the time. For a five-star hotel, we got this hotel for around $230 a night. And so when we got down there, I guess you always have to be careful because when we got down there, the pool was closed. the One of the restaurants were being remodeled. There was all this stuff going on. But it was still amazing to be there. It's It's funny because... When you think of a five-star hotel, you're usually thinking new, modern, luxurious. It's it's dated. It's actually meant they've redone it all, but they've kept the 1960s vibe, which is kind of cool if you love history and you love that period. Because the hotel was not busy, we actually got to tour the scandal room. So that was really interesting, and they have redone it with like a lot of memorabilia. There's tons of pictures on the walls and all the articles that came out at the time. And so if you are a history buff, definitely uh, put on, you know, even if you don't stay at the Watergate Hotel, I would visit it. And, you know, if it's not busy or no one's staying in that room, you might actually get to be able to see it. The other thing I loved about that weekend at the Watergate Hotel is that we were so close to, to to Georgetown. We actually walked to Georgetown at least three times. And as we move into this next discussion around Georgetown, they don't have a metro. So knowing how to get there is really important. And one of the things you can do is you could get off in Foggy Bottom and just and walk over. That's how close it is. Georgetown is probably one of my favorite areas of Washington, D.C. It's set up great for walking around and exploring. So there's certain areas that I would highly recommend. One is like Wisconsin and M Street. This is where there's lots of high-end shopping and bars and restaurants. Another would be the Waterfront Park. It's just gorgeous to be able to walk along the river, and they have loads of restaurants. Also, Georgetown has tons of cute cobblestone streets and canals, and there's beautiful places to walk in the the little townhouses and they're all historic so it just makes for a really beautiful place to walk around. So if I think about what you could actually see if you go there to Georgetown, one of the things you might want to see is the CNO Canal. They just reopened and the CNO Canal is what these are the waterways that go through these neighborhoods with the cobblestone streets. So it's really beautiful. They just reopened the boat tours. I think some of them have been closed for like a decade. And so now you can get on boats and go through Georgetown on the canals, which is really nice. And they also have bike paths that go along the canal. I think I already mentioned the waterfront, but it's a great place to also go see because you can take a monument cruise from there and go along the river and you can see a lot of the major monuments in D.C. from the waterfront. And that's really good. I talked about the restaurants, but there's one in particular called Fiola Mare, and it's right near the ferry terminal. And if you sit there, you can watch all the boats all day come and go. And that's like something I would put on my list to do. Another thing to do when you're in Georgetown is to visit Georgetown University. It's one of the oldest colleges. It dates back to 1789, and it's regarded as one of the best in the nation. Um, one of the things to do if you visit Georgetown University is go visit Healy Hall. It was designed by the same architect who designed the Library of Congress. It's absolutely gorgeous inside and out. 
It's been named after the college's first president of African-American descent, Patrick Francis Healy. So I would definitely recommend doing that. Also, stop by the bookstore. Um, Instead of getting knickknacks and souvenirs from some of the tacky gift shops, you can go to the bookstore and get, you know, Georgetown University sweatshirts or or, or other gear that might be actually more useful than um, a a normal souvenir. The other thing to do if you're on the campus is go visit the Exorcist Steps. Again, this is, movie is pretty old, but I think most people have heard of the movie The Exorcist. It came out in 1973, and the end of the movie is filmed right there on the Georgetown University campus. This end scene is, there's 75 steps, and those steps are right on the campus, and you can go and visit that, and um, I highly recommend seeing the movie. People say it's not a horror movie, but it really is scary, and I would put it up there as a horror movie. There's one place that's actually kind of close that I want to call out. It's a Jewish deli. It's called um, Call Your Mother. And it's a pink building. It's gorgeous. I mean, a lot of people are taking pictures there. They they have very little seating. But it's a place that's so worth going to. I recommend that you grab some bagels or sandwiches and you can take them onto the campus and really enjoy the university and walk around and, and have a picnic or just enjoy the area. Another thing you could do is visit the Dumbarton Oaks Museum. Within this museum, there's a lot of things. There's a research library, and if you're really into history, art, or architecture, it's one of the best research libraries in the country. They also have a museum that's full, full of art, and they have a Renaissance music room, and then they have gardens, over 50 acres, and a lot, there's a lot of sculptures in there, um, contemporary art. So if you have time, the Dumbarton Oaks Museum would be worth visiting. The Georgetown area, it's so interesting because it's been home to a lot of famous people over the years. Thomas Jefferson lived in Georgetown, Alexander Graham Bell, the Kennedys, John and Jackie, and Bobby and Ethel. Elizabeth Taylor lived there, Henry Kissinger, and the Clintons. I could go on and on, but if you're really interested in that kind of thing, you can actually go online and find self-guided tours so you can actually walk by and see where all these people lived. It's quite interesting. And finally, I think what I'd like to do to wrap up Georgetown is talk about some really key restaurants that you might want to try while you're there. One of them is Clyde's of Georgetown. It's a tavern. It's a pub. It's upscale. It's very cozy. I've been there many times. Absolutely love it. There's another place called Martin's Tavern. And this is famous because in 1953, JFK proposed to Jackie in one of the booths, booth three. And so this gets a lot of attention. Again, it's a really nice restaurant. It's still going strong. It gets great reviews. So if you're really into history, it might be fun to go to Martin's Tavern where JFK proposed to Jackie. They also have a lot of high-end steakhouses. I mean, as you can see, this is a very upscale area. And the two that I'll call out are one is called Bourbon Steak. And again, you can get any steak, but they are also known for having very high-end Japanese Wagyu steaks that are they're 300 to $600 a steak. So you can see, I mean, you can get your $75 steak or you can get a $600 steak. This is quite the place, um, Bourbon Steak Restaurant. And another one I'll call out is just, it's called Cut by Wolfgang Puck. It's not as expensive, but again, 
It's high end. They also do a great brunch, which would be a good idea. There are two five-star hotels in Georgetown, the Ritz-Carlton and the Four Seasons that I can recommend. And then if you want a less expensive option, you can stay at the Avery. It's a small boutique hotel. It's really trendy. It's about 17-minute walk to Georgetown University, but you can see it's still in the area. So if you want to be here, that could be a good option. Um, I hope I've given you a bunch of good ideas of things that you might want to see when you visit Georgetown. If you are in the area, make the time, go see Foggy Bottom, go see Georgetown. This is part of what makes Washington, D.C. unique. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for updates and check out new episodes anywhere you get your podcasts.